This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 13. Things no one told you about running an SEO agency. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because there are a lot of things that no one tells you about running an SEO agency. Let's get right into it. But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. Now you think about it, you run an SEO agency. That sounds pretty cool, right? You're at like a party or you're at like a networking event and someone's like, what do you do? And you're like, I run an SEO agency. That's pretty cool, right? Eh, it's cool, but there's some stuff that you should expect to hear in response if you tell anybody that you run an SEO agency. Let me explain. So the first thing that nobody tells you about running an SEO agency is this you will get lumped in with the scammers. If you remember, and I've said this multiple times, but the overwhelming majority of SEO agencies and SEO consultants are scammers. You can go listen to episode nine, which is called six of the most common SEO scams if you wanna learn more about this. I think I even said that in like episode one. I was like 99% of SEO agencies are scammers, which is true, they are. But anyway, so if anyone knows that and you tell them that you run an SEO agency, you are immediately considered to be a scammer or maybe looked at suspiciously, might be a better way to say it. Why? Let me give you this example. Okay, I'm not saying that used car salesmen are scammers, okay? But there's a stereotype about used car salesmen that they're dishonest and they're liars and they're, you know, not necessarily the most honest people in the world. I'm not saying all used car salesmen are like that, but that's the stereotype, okay? Same kind of stereotype, for search engine optimization, all right? I've said it before, SEO is like the used car sales of the internet. They're not all scammers, but most of them are. And again, I'm not saying that most used car salesmen are scammers, I'm just saying that's the stereotype. So if you were to meet somebody and they say, what do you do? And you say, I'm a used car salesman, they, they would immediately think some things about you because of the stereotypes, right? Okay, you get my point, you get my point. So let's move on. So. Another thing can happen though, when you tell somebody that you run an SEO agency. And depending on the amount of knowledge that a person has, or maybe knowledge isn't the right word, depending on how much experience that person has with SEO, they might say something like, oh, isn't that where you just pay money to Google and then they put you at the top of the search engines? No, that's called paid search or AdSense or ads or whatever you wanna call it. I'm sure you know this already, but just in case you don't, sometimes when you search for something, and there are different search engines that have their own ads, okay? I'm just using Google as an example for this. Sometimes when you search for something on Google, you will see these results at the top, they're above what's called the organic search results and they're ads. And if you click on an ad, it's totally different from clicking on a normal search result. 
The way ads works is you make some ads and then every time somebody clicks on one of your ads, you pay Google some money. It's called cost per click. Anyway, people that have only a little bit of understanding about how the whole thing works think that, oh, that makes sense. You would pay Google and then you'd be on the first page of the search engines. Yeah, doesn't really work that way. SEO doesn't involve any paying any money to any of the search engines, okay? But some people don't understand it and it's fine. You can't even blame them because they probably read somewhere something about that, about paid search or ads or whatever, and they know that they have to spend money to get clicks. And I, I mean, it makes sense that people think that, but that's not the case. So you will spend a lot of time educating these people. Now, I don't mind, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm making a podcast that you're listening to right now concerning SEO. So I don't mind being an educator, I like it, but you're gonna spend a lot of time clarifying that because I would say a good percentage of people will think that as soon as you tell them you do SEO, they're like, oh, yeah, I know I know what that is. Isn't that where you like pay money to the search engine and then they like put you at the top of the search results? Yeah, no, it's not. Anyways, another thing that happens is this. This happens so often. Okay, now to clarify my experience here, as I mentioned before, I used to work at a co-working space on the West Coast. I'm not gonna name it, but it's probably the one you're thinking of. It was super awesome, it was a great experience. Anyways, I'm gonna leave it at that. I would say a very large percentage of the people that I met and I said, oh yeah, I run an SEO agency, would say this. Oh, can I pick your brain sometime? Which basically means I just wanna ask you questions and have you answer all my questions for free. <laughs> now, I don't care, I mean, I generally, I don't know, look, I'll answer basic questions for free. I've given presentations, I've spoken at SEO seminars, like whatever, okay? I, I, don't, I don't mind teaching or educating for free, but it always gets to a point where it gets beyond the basic knowledge and they want like specific advice personalized for their own website, you know? They're like, well, we have this and this and this. What do you think? What exactly do you think we should do? Since I'm picking your brain, give me an exact strategy that we should, it's like, no, sorry. That's called, you're hiring me as a consultant. Like if you, <laughs> if you want to pick my brain, yeah, I'll explain to you how SEO works. I have no problem with that. Unfortunately, I did not have this podcast back at that time, or I would have said, just go listen to my podcast. But anyway, that's gonna happen all the time. Now, based on your level of salesmanship and your comfort with sales, you might be able to turn a lot of these, I wanna pick your brain moments into sales. I mean, you might be able to, think about it. Somebody wants to pick your brain, you go have a meeting with them, you go have lunch with them. Sometimes they say, oh, can I buy you lunch and pick your brain? Sure, you can buy me lunch, you can ask me questions, that sounds awesome. Anyway, check it out. You might be able to turn some of these people into clients. Now, it's possible that not everybody that you're talking to needs SEO. But if you're good at sales, and we're gonna talk more about that later, you probably will be able to get some of them to be clients. Anyway, I'm not saying do it or don't do it. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's one of those like, it's one of those niche industries where like everybody knows what it is, but like not everybody knows somebody who does it and they wanna like pick your brain. I don't know, it's weird. I feel like I got asked that question more often than a lot of my other entrepreneur associates. So I don't know. Anyway, just letting you know that can happen. What else does no one tell you about running an SEO agency? It can be pretty expensive to get started. Now, if you've listened to episodes three, four, and five, you know about having to buy authoritative domains and you know that you're gonna spend a lot of money on that and the hosting and maybe you're paying somebody for the content creation and all of that. Okay, that's cool, not a problem. 
you're probably going to have to buy some software. I would probably suggest at some point that you would get Ahrefs. That's Ahrefs.com. I've talked about that before, but very quickly, it's an SEO tool. You can look at anchor text and backlinks and authority and all the important things. Very cool tool. It's kind of expensive. Look, I don't know how much money anybody has when they're getting started, okay? But it's, depending on the package that you buy, it's gonna be over $100 per month. That might be a lot of money for someone just getting started, especially when you have to buy other things. You're probably gonna need a SERP tracking tool. I recommend SERP Fox. Again, they're not paying me. They also have no idea that I'm even mentioning them, but they're so awesome. I've used them for over a decade. Highly recommend them. SERP Fox, S-E-R-P-F-O-X.com. That's a tool that lets you track the placement of your client's websites in the search results on a daily basis. And it makes a little chart so that you can show progress over time. Super awesome. They're a great company, great service. Um, you might need to buy, or I, I guess buy is the wrong word, but you might need to pay for, cause like all software is pretty much subscription based at this point. It's a whole other discussion. Anyways, you might need to pay for majestic.com or SEMrush, S-E-M-R-U-S-H, SEMrush.com. Uh, Majestic, obviously, M-A-J-E-S-T-I-C.com, depending on what you need. But all of those things add up and you have to buy the domains and you have to pay for the hosting and you have to pay for content. You may be paying salespeople. You may be paying for marketing or advertising or something else. I don't know, it's kind of expensive. But, and I'm just gonna mention this again because I think this is such a significant trait of the industry that I just think, I think that everybody just needs to know that this is how it works because it's very weird. Okay, like I said, I mentioned this before, the overwhelming majority of SEO agencies don't actually do SEO themselves. And I've even made this joke before that there are only five people in the world who do SEO and everyone else outsources to them. And I'm kind of kidding because it could be 10 people, but like, <laughs> it's really it's really not very many. Look, my agency, we're in the grand scheme of things, we're a pretty small agency, okay? Yet a sizable percentage of our clients are big SEO agencies who are having us do the SEO for them. And when I say SEO, I mean backlink building because ultimately that's like 95 to 99% of SEO. Yeah, content kind of matters, but not really. And I've explained on many other episodes why content matters, but not in the way you think it matters. You know, besides backlinks and getting authority, the most important thing is that you don't get a penalty. So like that's like, <laughs> seriously, if you if you ask me like, what are, what are like, pick like the top things that are important for SEO. Number one, I guess honestly, I guess number one would probably be don't get a penalty because like if you get a penalty, nothing else matters. Literally nothing else will do anything. You can have all the authority in the world and if you have a penalty, it doesn't matter. So I guess number one is don't get a penalty. All right, number two is get lots of authority by getting backlinks from authoritative domains. And that's that's honestly like that's it. Everything else is like 0.1%. I mean, yeah, have content that doesn't turn off human visitors, but that isn't, important for ranking. And if you listen to episode 12, I literally explain and give an example in the podcast of times when websites rank unrelated to their content. In other words, I give an example of a website that ranks for terms that don't even appear on the website at all. Kind of makes you think content doesn't matter, doesn't it? If you can rank for keywords that aren't even on your website and you can, by the way, and I explain how to do it in episode 12, 
it content doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyways, a large percentage of our clients are SEO agencies who hire us to do the backlinking and the authority building for them. I wonder why that's the case. Why do huge SEO agencies not have the digital assets? And when I say that, I mean the authoritative domains that they control. Why do they not have the digital assets that are necessary to do SEO? I don't know. It's mind blowing. They're really just middlemen if you think about it. And I think this is a good time to mention this too. There's a lot of big SEO agencies with their flashy offices and their great salespeople. And make no mistake, they have great salespeople, okay? Some of the clients that they get are like just amazing clients that like I would love to have. And it's kind of funny because like sometimes they do actually become our clients because we're the ones who do the work for them anyway. I'm not saying I steal their clients, okay? That's, that's bad game. You can't do that. I mean, you could, you shouldn't. It's unethical, I think. But if we're ultimately the ones who are doing the work anyway for them, eh, they're in a roundabout way. You could say they're our clients, but I don't know. Anyways, look, they have great salesmen, okay? Here's what I'm trying to tell you. A lot of SEO agencies can't keep a client. They can get these awesome clients. Large companies, successful companies, well-known companies, household names in some cases, okay? They can't keep them. Do you want to know why they can't keep them? Because they can't get results. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about ones who outsource the work to us because we almost always get amazing results in that case. But in general, you got big SEO agencies, again, flashy offices, you know, great salespeople. And I'm not, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying those are bad things. I'm just saying some agencies that look really awesome can't keep a client. Come on guys. You know how you keep an SEO client? You get them to the top of the search engines. Super easy. It's literally what we've been doing for over a decade. Anyway, here's my point. If you want to be an actual person who actually does SEO, it's expensive. You got to spend money on things like authoritative domains and software and SERP trackers, which is software. I added it as a, another thing that you have to buy, but you do. And probably got to pay your salespeople unless you're awesome at sales yourself or unless you have the time to do the sales yourself, whatever. We'll talk about that later. But look, I guess the other option is you could just be one of these agencies that outsources everything, but... I don't know. You still got to pay great salespeople. So I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you want to be able to perform the SEO tasks yourself and you want to be one of the few people who actually knows how and can rank a website. Not somebody who outsources it, not somebody, one of these people who, you know, has relationships with the people that actually do the work. You want to actually be the person who does the work. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not saying it's wrong to do it the other way. I'm just saying it's kind of funny that big SEO agencies quite often don't do anything themselves and outsource the work to people like us. It's kind of funny, honestly. Like I didn't, I didn't know that it worked that way. And when we got our first SEO agency as a client who was outsourcing the work to us, I, I was literally like, why aren't you guys doing this yourself? Aren't you an SEO agency? I didn't ask them that, I, but that was in my head. I'm just like, um, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. You guys, that's pretty cool. I guess we'll tap. I mean, I'm happy, happy to like have the work. I, I don't like, it's not, it's not that. I just, I just thought it was kind of weird. Anyways, outsourcing is a whole other topic. So let's get back on topic. 
It's funny though, I've talked about some of our clients, keeping them anonymous, of course, but, but for example, one of the clients that I've mentioned before is we have a client who, when we started working with them, they were on page 30, I think it was page 30, it might've been 40, like they were in the 300s of the 400s. I honestly can't remember, I'd have to, I'd have to check on Serp Fox and see what it says, but anyway. And then, you know, over time, because it's very competitive, we got them to the top of page one for a keyword with over 400,000 searches per month. That's pretty impressive. I'm very, I'm very pleased with that result, okay? Most people and most agencies cannot do that. Most people, I'm gonna say people, but I also mean agencies. Most people cannot rank a term with 400,000 searches per month, okay? It, they, they, just, they just can't. Like, that's, that's hard to do. That's a lot of competition, okay? And it took a while. It wasn't like an overnight thing. It took, I think it took like, I think it took over six months. Again, I'd have to check. Um, but I'm very, I'm very proud of that. And you know what? They've been at the top of the search engines for like nine years at this point. So that's pretty great results. Um, again, I don't, I don't think a lot of people can do that. Uh, and just fun fact, that was actually our client. That was not a client that, you know, some big SEO agency was outsourcing to us. So double awesome for us, I guess. <laughs> okay, what else does no one tell you about running an SEO agency? Clients will get mad because of algorithm updates. Okay, I'm sure that you're familiar with algorithm updates, but if not, let me just describe this really quickly. And I'm not, look, I'm not gonna name them and tell you what each of them did because this is not, this isn't like the history of algorithm updates. You can search for that if you want, okay? But basically anytime the search engines change what they're looking for, what they place emphasis on when determining where to rank a site, it's an algorithm update, okay? So they might take something that didn't used to be very important and make it like the most important thing there is, or they might take something that used to be super important and like make it not so important anymore, you know? But the point is websites change their ranking all the time. And part of the reason for that is related to algorithm updates. Now, sometimes they happen pretty often, sometimes they don't happen very often, but look, here's the point. First of all, as an SEO agency or consultant, you, you can't control if or when they happen, okay? So you might have clients that are at the top for six months or 12 months or two years or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's an algorithm update and like they drop off the first page and the second page. And now they're on like page 10 or something. Well, arguably it's nothing you did wrong unless you're doing shady stuff that you shouldn't have been doing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But sometimes clients are gonna get mad. They're gonna call you and be like, where's my website? Well, there was an algorithm update. So <laughs> everyone was probably affected by that. Not everyone, cause obviously there's some people at the top now, but you get my point. But also, a lot of SEO providers get mad depending on what SEO circles you hang out in. Maybe different forums, maybe different whatever. Look, I'm not gonna go into that now. People get very mad in these places when there's an algorithm update. They're like, oh, I'm so mad at Google. Like I was at the top and now I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And like generally speaking, but not always, it's somebody who's doing like suspicious stuff that maybe they shouldn't have been doing in the first place. Okay, look, I'm gonna do an episode later uh, and it's gonna be called something along the lines of how to future-proof your SEO. And I, I I don't know that I like that word, but I can't think of a better word than future-proof to describe it. Um, but let me, let me give you a little preview of that episode right now, okay? So a rule that I thought of, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was in 2010, might've been 2011, was this. 
if it can be automated, it will be devalued. Okay, let me say it again. If it can be automated, it will be devalued. Okay, so what that says is don't do anything for SEO that it's possible to write a script and automate, okay? Let me give you an example. I've mentioned on another episode that there are programs you can get where you click a button and it will build you thousands of backlinks and usually uses like forum profiles or blog comments, whatever. Look, they're, they're super spammy, like garbage, like absolute rubbish links, okay? Some people will make an argument for using it. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going in that direction right now. I would recommend not doing that, okay? An argument can be made that there might be a reason for it, but it's probably not a very good argument. We're, we're not gonna even get into it right now. But look, pretty low quality links, pretty spammy stuff, right? That kind of thing used to work really well in the past. And by in the past, I mean like over 10 years ago, okay? It used to work pretty well. Then what happened? They wrote a program that lets you do it automatically. And the search engine said, oh, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, look at all the spammy stuff that was just like done with software. Um, this isn't real SEO, so we're gonna devalue it. Now, things like too many blog post backlinks or too many forum profile backlinks will hurt you. They will give you a penalty. In fact, sometimes these tools are used in negative SEO campaigns. By the way, go listen to episode two if you wanna learn more about negative SEO, if you wanna hear about one of our clients who got negative SEO'd and what we did to fix it. Anyway, the point is it was something that worked, okay? Then it became automated and then it became devalued. As long as you're doing things that can't be automated, you're probably gonna be okay for a very long time. The way that my agency has done SEO for the last decade or more is basically unchanged. Yes, we've changed a little things here and there, but it still is mostly a function of getting authority. How do you get authority? By getting backlinks from authoritative domains. Okay, the process of buying authoritative domains, putting content on them, hosting them on unique IPs, making them actual legitimate websites can't be automated, okay? Like, you. I mean, I don't know, it might be able to, but I haven't seen it happen. I haven't seen any talk of that being automated. I haven't seen any software that will do that. It's like, think about when people are building things, okay? What does everybody like? They like things that are handmade, okay? You can automate like some aspects of a production, but you can always tell, like take anything, take anything, and you can always tell which products are machined and which products are handmade, okay? Which do people like more? Which will people pay more money for? Which ones are more in demand? The handmade ones, every time, right? SEO is kind of the same way. Don't do anything that can be automated and you won't have any problems. It's by following this advice that we really haven't been affected by many algorithm updates. Now, to be fair, to be totally fair, we have had clients be negatively affected by algorithm updates, but those clients were also working with other SEO agencies and probably doing some stuff they shouldn't have been doing, okay? I'm just saying, I'm gonna leave it at that Algorithm updates are no fun, but they're not really an issue as long as you're smart about things from the beginning. Okay, what else does no one tell you about running an SEO agency? You need to either be good at sales or you need to hire good salesmen. Listen, there's this belief that everybody has until they start a business, and it's this. If you're good at something, you can be successful doing it. 
totally wrong, 100% wrong. Look, you can be very good at SEO. You can be the best SEO person on the planet, okay? If you don't have any clients, you don't have any business, okay? So it goes for any business. It's weird, like you literally, th okay, look, let me let me give you an example. All right, this is just a super fast example. Um, here, here's an example. Who do you think are the most talented musicians on the planet? Do you think they're the people who are in bands that you can buy their albums, you can go to their concerts, like pop musicians or whatever. I don't even mean popular music, whatever genre of music, like you you know the popular people in that in that genre, okay? So pop music is the wrong description, but you know the point. Do you think that they are the best, most talented musicians on the planet? No. Go on YouTube, take five minutes to search for whatever kind of music you like. I guarantee you there's somebody practicing in a little office in their house, filming it and putting it on YouTube, who is better than the super famous, super successful, super rich musician. I guarantee you. But what does that person not have that the super famous popular musician has? I don't know. But look, like the point is being good at something doesn't mean you're gonna be successful at that thing. You need to have clients or you don't have any business. Everybody thinks, oh, I'm good at this thing. I should do it as a business. Well, if you can get clients, then yes, you should do it as a business. Look, somebody's gonna say, well, you don't need clients. You could just SEO your own websites and make money that way. Yeah, of course, 100% you can. If you have another project online that's making you money or something and SEO is the reason that you're not more successful at it, yes, you may do SEO to your own website and get it to the top of the search engines as you would a client. You totally can do that. But the topic of this episode is things no one told you about running an SEO agency. If you're just doing SEO on your own website, you're not running an SEO agency, are you? You're just doing SEO on your own website. So to some degree, it's a little off topic. But if you don't have clients, you don't have a business. Anyway, as I've mentioned before, I'm going to do an episode in the future on sales in SEO. Because for me personally, sales was the hardest part of the whole thing. And I mentioned this before, and I think it's kind of amusing, so I'm gonna mention it again. Like when I started, okay, I'm not naturally a salesperson. Some people are like natural salesmen, right? Like. I am not naturally a salesperson. Okay, but when I first started, I literally violated every sales rule. And by the way, I had no idea that these were things that you weren't supposed to do. I literally violated every sales rule and I had like incredible success. It makes no sense. And then I started taking sales classes because I wanted to improve. I was expanding my agency. I wanted to, I wanted to know the things, right? So I started taking sales classes, like hardcore sales classes. I don't mean like some seminar that you take over a weekend and then you like don't remember anything the next day. I mean like multiple days per week, hours per day, like practicing and role playing and all these things, right? Like I understood this system, okay? I could explain it. I knew what was going on. And the more sales I learned, the worse I became at doing sales myself. Crazy. And I think I know the reason. And when we get into the sales episode, I've kind of slightly gotten into that reason in the past. Um, it has a bit to do with psychology, but maybe not in the way that you're thinking because it's more my own psychology than the, the prospects psychology, but like, so I was learning all these sales techniques and like my sale, I was making like fewer and fewer sales. Like I had this horrible record of like, by the way, by the way, if you're bad at sales, hire salespeople. 
So anyway, I was in these sales meetings and I like wasn't making any sales. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna do it my own way. Like I'm just gonna ignore all these rules and everything. <laughs> and then I started to do way better and I started to make sales again. It was hilariously amusing to me. I don't know. But anyways, um, we're gonna talk more about sales because personally, I kind of think that selling SEO is different from selling a lot of other stuff. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that for now. The point that you need to know is just because you're good at something, you can follow all this advice I give you. You can have the best portfolio, the best everything. You can be the best SEO consultant on the planet. And if you can't get clients, you're not gonna have any business, okay? So you either need to do sales yourself if you're a small agency, maybe, maybe you're a one-man shop and you're doing the sales yourself. Literally nothing wrong with that. But somebody needs to do the sales, okay? That's the point. If you're not good at sales, hire salesmen. Say what you will about salesmen. It's a very important job, okay? A lot of people have some negative stereotypes about salesmen that they're pushy, they're manipulative, right? Look, I'm sure there's a reason for that, okay? But salesmen have a very hard job. So if any people that are listening to this are salesmen, I give you mad respect, okay? Because sales is very hard. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it. I think this is a good list of things nobody told you about running an SEO agency. Maybe now you're thinking about things a little bit differently and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe you're like, wow, this guy is a moron. I can't believe I just listened to that whole episode. But I don't know, hopefully you didn't say that. <laughs> so let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I hope this episode was helpful. And if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com and I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about why two of the most recommended methods for getting backlinks are actually dangerous.